0: Ah there we go how are you doing uh i you yeah know, i i'm i'm fine i i got I don't have as many things to complain about as you.
1: I know you have management problems too though
0: oh yeah, my job but I'm looking looking around Yep. So we'll see how that goes and then I'm starting to get in uh, all the doctor bills from uh, when I was in the hospital oh that's always fun so that's that's nice and holiday convenient oh
1: wait, he's beating on my window. I, I... Slept all night That drum just keeps on banging They must be buzzing at the minds Like bees in a half Tell me when the morning arrives This place is choose not for me I say it all the time My friends, they choose Take
0: me. Tell time and never mind Wait till you life Far long build some Bruce, and you're listening to The Breakins, and we're
1: on episode 63, Bruce. 63 episodes, uh, can you believe Season
0: me? four, episode 23. Yep. Is yeah, that we, how the math is? It's,
1: we're gonna hit 24 here soon.
0: We're getting ready to uh, cross into another season, I believe. That's right. This is and, the uh, penultimate episode.
1: Yep it's the it's the setup with the uh, ultimate cliffhanger before. And what you're in TV? What is it? Sweeps week? Is that when you? Put well, it's, your it's more than week?
0: a week. You have sweeps month, four times a year. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yes, it's an antiquated system. Is it called?
1: Is is it? Should they call it sweeps anymore? Or should they just call me? Call it pay me, bitch. Because well, I think that's what they should probably call it. Pay me. There
0: bitch. used to be June sweeps, mm-hmm. and then movie theaters started making money. Mm-hmm. So now, people still call it sweeps, but it's a soft sweeps, is what they mm-hmm. call it.
1: This is like a soft open for a restaurant where it's like, oh, we're not really open, but it, we're kind of open.
0: Yeah, see, I, don't, a, I don't understand softening into anything. There's no benefit to that. Can you imagine if it was like, well, this is going to be a soft marriage? <laughs> just I just, we gonna, just
1: want to like, feel it out a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I still want to be able to, you know,
0: around the town. So exactly. You know, so. it's a, I'm going to softly purchase this car, which means I'm going to leave some money here in an envelope. We're not going to sign anything. I may bring it back. We'll see what happens. I'm going to just kind of softly run for president. I'm just oh, going to write my name on everyone's uh, ballot as they come up.
1: Nothing and then, official. And then, and, and then during the inauguration, be like, you know, this isn't for me.
0: I exactly. Is- I hate that. Uh, uh, we have so many uh, – talking about my job. We have so many oh, – we'll, we'll, we'll softly do this. We'll softly do that. I'm like, you realize that people are actually paying attention. They're just thinking we're screwing up. Right. The people at home don't realize we're going to softly launch this new anchor team. No, they're going to wonder who the fuck is that on my TV. Not to
1: mention you guys. I, I saw that you guys show the Seven Hundred Club in the morning, and I will know how I'm feeling about That's that.
0: That's paid programming. All right. We don't, and then I made the little bumper that says uh, the opinions re- reflected in this broadcaster, not those <laughs> of the station <laughs> or the company are currently owning them. Nice. Um, it's yeah, they they pay a lot of money, and we say okay, here's your half hour don't don't murder a baby <laughs> that's kind and, of that's our clause and everything <laughs> don't and murder a baby you know, and speaking of the 700 Club, that's a good segue to an interesting book I think we both read recently. I that's... believe Pat Roberts was a consultant. <laughs> Pat,
1: Pat Roberts was a consultant for black science. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, that's hilarious.
0: I, I'm going to go now to the letters column and see if he writes it.
1: <laughs> yeah know, right? It's like, he's, is he in the back of this thing?
0: I don't know, but I want to buy him a copy and send it to him.
1: Yeah, I think he would probably really enjoy it. <laughs> with the amount of Jesus Christ and fuck that they drop in this book oh my god Um, so uh, why don't you you give a little breakdown Bruce of what we got going on here
0: Uh, myself and Michael have chosen to review the comic book Black Science from uh, Rick Remender, Mateo Scalera and Dean White Uh, issue one has come out through Image Comics and uh, it had a shit ton of covers uh, beautiful book, uh, exceptionally well written, it's pretty much all downhill from here
1: is it, you think so?
0: Yeah. Sadly, sadly.
1: So what what's your uh, what's your problem with the book?
0: I I don't have any problems with the book. That is my problem with the problem oh. <laughs> with the book. Um if I had to have problems, I what well, should should we do like a hey here's kind of what it's about and and um, then start bitching.
1: You know what? Let's make this uh a week old milk and spoil the bitch out of this thing right now. How about
0: that? Okay, okay, yeah. Well, I we're not really even spoiling not much happens.
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird um Like, time-traveling Swiss Family Robinson
0: or something like that. You know what I mean? That's what we're told. We actually don't meet the Robinsons. We just meet Daddy Robinson. Right.
1: Well, no, the the kids are at the book, at the end of the book.
0: Well, a lot of people are at the end of the book. But the mother's dead, right? We're told
1: that. It's it's really confusing um, what's going on right now because – you're like, well, this is a guy, and he's with a girl, and he talks about, like, these mistakes that he's made along the way because they're being chased by um, uh, what it Electric it was frogs. It, electric frogs, which has got to be – which uh, the I think probably one of my favorite parts in the book is where he rips the fucking head off that frog and uses the electric tongue <laughs> to fight back. The other yeah, to
0: beat other frogs.
1: frogs. Oh, man. I'm like – I don't know who comes up with the idea to do that, but
0: that's genius right there. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to think about – because I'm always curious. Um, I'm trying to remember who – I think it was Larry Larry Niven. Uh,
1: the famous sci-fi writer.
0: Yeah, he, he threw up the idea that our own weapons should never fall into enemy hands because then they will know how to kill us. Mm-hmm like we we would never okay let's let's say you know ET lands tomorrow or whatever we would never use our own biological weapons against ET right because chances are pretty good they wouldn't work against him we would just be teaching him how to kill us yep so my thing any sci-fi TV show movie or whatever i would steal one of the bad guys weapons mm-hmm. remember yelling in stargate take their guns take their guns cuz their guns are designed to kill them right right
1: you're talking about, like, the movie or the TV show?
0: Uh, the TV
1: but, show. Because um, the only, I mean, I didn't watch I think much. you're running out of insulin
0: there, Mike, okay? No,
1: I'm just giving myself insulin, sorry. We're okay. Good. Done. Promise. Promise we're done. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I just remember in the uh, the movie that the only thing that really affected uh, the aliens was, was their staffs. You know yeah, what I mean? the Jaffa staff weapon.
0: Yeah, sure. I'm sure they explain more than the TV show. I just never watched it. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the uh, actual weapon. I apologize.
1: No, well, what a piss poor Stargate here. Hey, Anyways, it's been off the air for a long time. Yeah. But um, the,
0: but the, uh... the book. So it's it's a dad running through these situations, and he tells us, "Hey, this stuff happened in the past. It's awful. And <laughs> now I've got to set it right." And it's twenty. Is it is this thirty two pages? um i think it was a
1: little oversized so maybe it is a full 32
0: pages uh it's it's running gun it's like oh my god shit's going down
1: yeah it's like um you, you know what it reminds me of it, it a long cold open
0: yeah this is the james bond beginning
1: yeah exactly and um and, and a hell of a beginning and my god it's beautiful
0: looking too like the oh, coloring of it, it and, everything. Is, and that's okay now now i get into the worry factor um it's not going to look this good on a monthly basis.
1: That's unless, impossible, and, and, and unless that um, this book, unless unless they do some saga stuff where they only do like you know six issues and then they take a really long break so he can just start working ahead. Because I mean, I, I'm not saying it's Alex Ross looking drawing, but I mean it, the way it's painted and everything else. Like, there's no way they could bring this out no. monthly.
0: And the fact that it's someone doing the art and then someone painting over top of it. Right. I mean, that's you you got to wait for Matteo Scalera. He, mm-hmm. he finishes the pages, then he hands it off to Dean White. Mm-hmm. And then he refinishes the pages, you know? Yep. And this, this isn't... It, it's beautiful, but I don't know if it's timely. Right. And the other thing that worries me is the fact that it's Rick Remender. Yeah, you were telling me uh, that he doesn't have a lot of
1: complete thought, or, like, he doesn't finish out his a lot of his
0: stuff. Well, I think he just kind of peters out, you know? He starts strong, and uh, I just listened to a podcast interview with him, and he was talking about, you know, if something does you know, 7,000 in sales, mm-hmm. he's like, well, okay, that, that's a guaranteed failure.
1: Hmm. How, mu- how much did uh, Black Science do? Do you know? I think it sold out, didn't it?
0: Uh, I I don't know. I mean, I would think, based on the fact they had, what, 11 covers? Uh, um...
1: Well, see, I only sold two. If he sold two.
0: one, if he sold one of each cover, then <laughs> I only saw two. I saw the, the now there's the cover mini. A, B, Hastings, DCBS, Ghost variant, and then Midtown. Oh, I, see. I see that now. There's six covers. No, well, that I mean for Marvel,
1: that's uh that's a normal book. <laughs> yeah. Marvel's got like twelve to thirteen. I mean, it'd be interesting to see this uh, Raphael Albu- Albuquerque one though, with Dean White doing the. I mean, if Dean White's painting everybody's cover too, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Is Hastings a store? Is that what that is? It's a chain. Okay. And you, you, you like Andrew Robinson? Didn't we talk about this the last yep. time? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I saw the cover. It looked really good, but he's I doing
0: really that uh, the Beatles comic, I believe. The Fifth Beatle.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and Greg uh, Tachy, he's um, he's a he's a good artist too, but he
0: he's hasn't... worked with uh, Rick Remender on uh, things in the past, on uh, Last Days of American Crime.
1: He he also is doing the uh, covers on a Vertigo book right now called um, uh, Hinterkind, hmm. which is pretty interesting too. That's a uh,
0: spacefaring thing, is not
1: it? Uh, no. It's, oh, uh, what are inter- they? H- Hinterkind is uh, so I mean, I know a lot of people doing it, but it's like it's kind of like post-apocalyptic, but uh, humankind's like kind of going to the wayside, and it's people who are more animal hybrids that are what are what. What's left over, and hinterkind is kind of a German word. When hinter meaning uh, behind, and it's like these people that have tails and stuff like that. So they're like they're the ones that are like taking over the Earth now. Okay. Um, Interesting book though. As a As a big hairy guy, I'm fine with it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're like I'll fit in. Yep. Um, The The funny thing that I was thinking about, and I didn't read Fear Agent, but I could have kind of thought their spacesuits looked like the ones in Fear Agent with the dome helmet, you know what I mean?
0: Uh I yeah, but I think that's just generic sci fi dome right. helmet campus. Type and stuff. and that was kind of the cool thing too,
1: is that they gave it a very cool um sixties sci fi look though, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um not that the dialogue or anything that's happening, but it's just like um, random fish people, you know, uh, frog people, like just like things that you would see in old Star Trek or, uh, you know, anything along that line. Well, not
0: even old Star – I mean we're talking like uh, old 60s and 70s sci-fi novels.
1: Yeah, Flash Gordon. Yeah, all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, just very – I mean it's very interesting. I love- I can't wait to see where this goes, and if it stays monthly and it looks this good, I'll be – Really impressed, and then I want to know whose ghost are drawing
0: for everybody. Um, Is it one of those Pat Lee things where Mateo Scalera is going to have a studio?
1: (laughs) That's probably what it's going to be. Who was it? Who's a man? Who was the guy? Like Joe Bennett and all those guys were part of a studio, and like the only way it was listed. Oh, um. Damn it! He's been drawing the Avengers. I can't think of what his name is, but he had his own studio, and like the artwork, it would say artwork done by this studio, but it would never say who it was by. Oh, really? This, that is funny. This is in the nineties, uh, maybe eighties for Marvel, and I'm trying to think of the, the name of the guy now. He's kind of a big deal too. I can't think of what his name is, but he he had one of those things going on too.
0: Like uh, it wasn't like Michael Golden or somebody like that, was it? No,
1: it wasn't Michael Golden. I uh, he's um. I feel like he had a bunch of South uh American artists or something like that with him.
0: Oh, I have no idea.
1: Oh man, that's gonna kill me now. Anyways, point is, um the book looks beautiful. Uh the plot line uh is still developing. It, yeah, it's got, it, it, th- it this is me a simple,
0: you know, from point A to point B story.
1: Yeah, and it, it makes me want to read more.
0: It does. I I'm curious about what's what's happening. Mm -hmm. But I wonder if every issue, it's just going to be a, oh, fuck situation. And they're just going to keep sprinkling in what's going on.
1: I hope, I hope that issue two is the, uh, maybe more of the exposition piece to kind of get the story going. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Because the first issue, you're like, okay, this looks really good. There's a lot of crazy things going on there. Okay, now we're in a futuristic World War One battlefield. Yep. What the hell?
0: <laughs> well, and I mean, at, at some point, you know, a lot of people's problems with the first issues of many books is, hey, here's our, our cast of characters. Hey, here's our location. Here's a lot of exposition. Here's what's going on. Here's here's this and that. This book doesn't have that in the first issue, and right. I think we can all appreciate that. But at the same time, we're all dreading the fact that now they have to play catch up. Right. You know, we're already. How much was this? Was this three ninety nine? Three fifty. Okay, we're already three three dollars and fifty cents into this, mm-hmm. and it hasn't totally started yet. Yeah, like, like we agreed, it's the James Bond beginning, which is nice. But where, where's the meat on my sandwich? So far, yeah. all I have is an incredibly well toasted bond,
1: <laughs> and 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 the meat off to the side. That you're like, this looks pretty delicious, but I don't know what's down in the next section.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I'm I'm all aboard for the next issue, but mm-hmm. I, I'm hesitant
1: uh I understand and, and I uh reciprocate that and um I just can't help but want to look at the book though it's my thing I just flip through it and I'm like god this looks gorgeous like that's, that's, that's the
0: thing that I it's just beautiful color seeing. choices too I yep. mean there's so much cyan and and magenta in this thing everyone's it's really hot on pink nowadays for some reason just, this, it's this one, book's cram packed with it
1: it's one of those uh things like um you know it's uh when you look at comics from each decade, there's something that stands out uniquely about it. You know, when they hit the 60s, they wanted vibrant colors, In the 70s it kind of got moodier, and then the 80s it got really moody, and then the 90s it was all about, um, I don't really dark lines, I guess. <laughs> I don't, but you know what I mean? Like each thing has yeah. something that stands out where you look at it. And like, okay, that's from the that's from this area area, you know.
0: Well, I would say nowadays it's it's painterly textures. Yeah, that's that's what's doing it
1: for people. Well, and that – and uh, I, I've seen things from Eric Larson where he said that um, colors dictate how a book looks more almost than an artist anymore.
0: Yeah, because what well, like, an artist throws down is black and white.
1: Yep. Yeah, and you're like, oh, there's probably some good lines in there. But then there's like so much detail with the coloring and everything to make it look that much more vibrant and stand out that much more that you're actually probably losing a lot of the pencil work.
0: Yeah, well, I, especially in, in things like uh, – you, you could tell uh, it was Dean White. Uh, he's going in and removing some of the line art and making it solid color. Right.
1: That's, that's got to be a painstaking process to do too.
0: Uh, technically, it's not that difficult. Really? Yeah, from a technical standpoint, it's it's not a huge pain in the butt. I mean, it, it's it's time-consuming, but it comes down to hand-eye coordination. If he's working yeah. with a tablet or anything, which most people are nowadays, it's not horrible. It won't take you the rest of your life to do it.
1: I will uh I will look to you on that one then because you you would know way more than I would about that, but um okay so we got uh black science underneath our our, our belt right now um you want to go ahead and take a quick break or you want to go ahead and talk about some Christmas stuff?
0: Well we'll do we'll do a little break.
1: Okay we'll take a break. All righty, and we are back and we're gonna go to a a little bit of a different subject here um as Bruce and I were talking off uh. I want to say off-camera, and that's not
0: accurate,
1: <laughs> off-recording, uh, um, and uh, we were discussing uh, the new X-Men film that's going to come out uh, next May, which I'm very excited about because I think it's going to be very interesting to see how they do this Days of Futures Past thing.
0: No, is that that's officially the title?
1: Yeah, it is. It's is called X-Men Days of Futures Past because okay. at first, like when they for, were first showing stuff about it, you're like, oh, well... You know, it, it'll just be well. There was this attempt, and this, that, and the other, and everything. And now they're linking it to like uh, Magneto's behind the JFK
0: murder, and which I'm is like, that's kind of weird and almost insensitive,
1: especially since we just hit what the fiftieth anniversary. Fiftieth, yeah. I, I I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see what they're gonna do with it and how. I mean, they 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 had to probably get an okay, right? I mean, I don't know. Stephen King just did that super huge book about the JFK assassination. Who, who would
0: they have to get anything approved from? I mean, he's a president, and that all that footage—I think—is public domain now.
1: Oh, that's a good point.
0: I mean, what is does Zapruder hold the, hold the copyright of Kennedy's head exploding? <laughs> I don't know, it's disturbing.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I don't know, but um.
0: I mean, the, can you? Would you imagine that, like, if this happened during Black History Month? <laughs> then it would have been like, and Magneto may have killed Martin Luther King. Oh, yeah. That would be, I think they're... Like, holy shit, what a different world it would be today.
1: Yeah. um, I don't know if I'd feel safe going outside. <laughs> as, as a white comic book fan? As a white comic book fan. I'd be like... But I feel like some people would be really intrigued by it, though. You know, like, I'm sure there'd be a, enough people. I'm sure there would be people would be like, Yo, dog,
0: who killed Martin Luther King?
1: I'm about to kill everybody. <laughs> yeah.
0: Magneto, What? Yeah. German.
1: Um random real quick. Did you see that Magneto's getting his own ongoing series now through Marvel?
0: Yeah. That was interesting. What type of stories does he have to tell? I don't know. But um getting sidetracked from it,
1: um the the thing that was really interesting about talking about or like that's been going on, like, you know, they just released the trailer for uh days of futures past and it looks really good yep Um, a lot of interesting stuff going on there and i really like first class a lot too i thought it was pretty good
0: and it looks Um, like uh, future past it's the perfect melding of uh first class and all the brian singers x movies yep Uh, and uh, conveniently forgetting uh the third one the horrible brett radner yeah exactly
1: um and uh I just really want to know where everything goes because the Wolverine movie at the end kind of set up for um days of future's past at the, in their end thing which I I just bought the uh, the Blu-ray I still haven't movie. seen it
0: I'm um, um I have a nasty taste in my mouth from the last Wolverine movie I
1: can understand that one this one is completely it's it's 90 it's it's a 180 degree turn right. it's way better um I don't know. I I felt very comfortable with this movie. Uh, there was a couple things where I am just like, eh, for, you know, but for the most part, I mean, it was really good. But the one thing I always think is funny, like, oh, when, I remember when they first announced that Wolverine was getting his own movie, and I am like, wasn't that the first three X Men movies though? Uh. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I mean, let's call them what they are. They they've all been about Wolverine in some shape or form. He's the he's the main character of these things, and
0: well, he he was our outsider. Yeah, exactly. He, yeah, he
1: was our fresh eyes into the – Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly, which I I think – Which you know, doesn't make any sense either because he's the oldest.
0: <laughs> right, but I think with a, a couple of different scenes, a couple of different sentences here and there, our, our eyes into this world could have easily been rogue. Yeah. They, they chose to go another direction. Wolverine Maybe. is the most popular X-Men. He's, you he's, can't blame him for trying to make money.
1: Oh, no. They saw the cash cow, and it was utterly ridiculous, pun intended, and they milked the shit out of that thing. They still are. Um, for for the right reasons, um, but uh, the thing I was we're tr- trying to get to is that they've already announced the next X Men movie too. Yeah. And it's – and if they're going off of what they're saying, they're going off of this, and I, I don't – just we're going to go ahead and spoil this just so – just in case you haven't looked at the internet any time in the past. In case you a-
0: haven't heard about a movie that hasn't been made yet.
1: Exactly. Coming
0: out in three years.
1: Yeah, it's, what is it? Is it, uh 17?
0: 16? I thought 16.
1: It's 16. Yeah, it's 16. Um, They're doing X-Men Age of
0: Apocalypse. No, and I, I don't think it's Age of Apocalypse. I think it's, it's just
1: Apocalypse. Is it just Apocalypse? I
0: think it's just Apocalypse. You, I think you're right. I, I don't. No one's talking about the age because my God, that's that's varying timelines and Xavier's son and that. That's a bit much for people.
1: Yeah, you think you? Well, I mean, they could they can kind of do it however they want to do it. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, um,
0: I, I just think, think just it, introducing Apocalypse and then you know the Four Horsemen and whatever, you know, having him bring about some sort of end times. Because Apocalypse's big thing has always been about survival of the fittest, right? Yep, That's why he, he creates these disasters to thin the herd. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, how much do you know about Apocalypse's origin?
1: Um, I know that he, he was a – hold on. If I'm not mistaken, he was like a Egyptian prince or god or something like if that, right? If I
0: correctly, and I, the only reason I picked up the Apocalypse origin miniseries was because Adam Palita was doing the art on it. Uh-huh. I, I believe he was just an or, a normal Egyptian. Mm-hmm. He was the first mutant. Uh, he had the ability to absorb technology. Of course, there was no technology. An alien ship crash lands. He merges with it. Mm. And that makes him all-powerful, and he worked his way up the uh, the the ranks. I, 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 I don't think he was a prince. I, I think he was just I – I don't want to say he was a slave either. Uh, I feel he was just, you know... Some random dude of royalty or something? I don't even know if he was royalty. I think he was just an Egyptian, just a guy. Maybe in the military or something. Hmm. Okay. It's been a long time ago, but he was an Egyptian, there was an alien spaceship involved, he absorbed that into himself. And I believe his mutant power is to absorb technology.
1: Yeah, because he can, like, kind of transform himself, too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Yeah, shapeshifter. yeah. I don't, I say transform, but like, uh, he, like, he's like Optimus, Prime, you know, <laughs> and everything. Um, yeah, exactly. That was, that was good. I like that. I do what I can. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm like, it, it is, as of right now, it's just titled X-Men Apocalypse and it's due for May 27th of 2016. 2016. <clears throat> so I will, um, that's, I will be, uh, 33 when that comes out just to think about.
0: Good for uh, you.
1: Yeah, I know. You're. What are you going to be pushing, 40 there? Something like that. I'll be dead. No, you're not. Well, unless, you're, unless your anus starts bleeding again, which I will, I will mourn you forever, Bruce. Okay, here
0: uh, Apocalypse is an ancient mutant born with a variety of superhuman abilities who can further augment himself by merging with celestial technology. Celestial technology. He has total control over the molecules of his body, enabling him to alter his form as he, as it suits him. Uh, such as allowing his body to become extremely malleable or flexible, change its size, he can regenerate. Uh, he can give himself virtually any physical superhuman power. Um, he's able to direct with various technologies uh, he has at his disposal. Jeez. Okay. So how does he? How does he? Uh, <laughs> he can it, do anything. Yeah. He's, he's, his blood can restore depowered mutants.
1: So here's a question: His his.
0: Mm, now, and I'm
1: going from the animated series. I don't know much about the comic books, but isn't Cable his main antagonist? Yes, and he's the reason. Cable's the reason he or Apocalypse.
0: You're talking is the, reason, the '90s cartoon. Yes.
1: Yeah. Cable, Cable, the reason Cable has the techno virus is because of Apocalypse, correct?
0: Uh, I believe so. Okay. He was, was affected by that so that he could battle Apocalypse. Is that that's right? Okay.
1: Um, with guns. <laughs> like, i mean cable's kind of like ridiculously overpowered too. Well,
0: he's, he's like, got Wait. that uh he's a technopath right
1: it's is that what it is telepath. i can't remember what he...
0: telekinesis Te-
1: i'm gonna tell you 100 percent honest i don't really care for cable too much <laughs>
0: i i probably know just enough to be wrong <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> like um i remember liking bishop in the cartoon because I thought it was cool that he could redirect power at people, you know what I mean? He couldn't like... redirect himself. Yeah, exactly.
0: And Bishop um, is in The Days of Future Past.
1: Yes, exactly. And and I swear to God, and when you watch it, I'm pretty sure Bishop is at the very end of the Wolverine
0: movie, too. Walking through an airport.
1: Yep. Yeah. Has anybody brought that up yet?
0: Uh, Aside from yeah, me? I, I read about it, so yeah.
1: Okay, because okay, I remember seeing it, and I'm like and – I, and I looked over at Liz, and I'm like – they put the guy who's in the next X Men movie in there too, and she's I mean she doesn't know.
0: I just but... always feel weird about movies telling me what's coming next because they're acting under the assumption that their movie's gonna do well enough to justify a next one, right?
1: Yeah, I mean and you know, as whatever you want to feel about the Green Lantern movie, I know you say you haven't watched it yet or whatever, and you know there's still part like... of it on FX. Yeah, there's parts to like and there's parts to make you cringe, but the, the ending thing where Sinestro is at the end and he harnessed the yellow pow- power battery and turns into the Sinestro core Sinestro. You're like, I want to know where this goes. I want this to happen now. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm like, you just set up a better movie than whatever I just watched. <laughs> yeah. like, and I'm like, but the first movie didn't do well enough in order to
0: justify this. My, no. <laughs> my son is the biggest Green Lantern fan I've ever met. He's on a first-name basis with all the Green Lanterns. <laughs> he calls him Hal and Kilowog. I said Green Lantern. He's like, no, this is Hal. And uh, I I'm tried gonna... to watch the movie with him. Uh-huh. So I was coming on FX, and I thought, you know, whatever. It's edited for TV. That's fine. So I recorded it. We go into it. Of course, you know, Hal doesn't become the Green Lantern for like 15 minutes. I know. So there's a lot of fast-forwarding. Mm-hmm. It's longer than fifteen minutes. Was it a half yeah. hour? Something like that.
1: It it, it takes a while. That, that, that was the that was one of the main complaints. Yeah. Is that the exposition of that movie
0: was. And Hal Jordan is just not likable. No,
1: they. That's. I mean, Ryan Reynolds was not the good cast for that.
0: Well, I've never liked Hal Jordan in the comics. He always comes across as a douche too. Now uh, you you don't agree. Uh,
1: I like. I do like the character. I think I know what you're talking about. He's always been the smug, arrogant yep. guy
0: or whatever. John too. Stewart is my Green Lantern
1: yeah, from the uh, the Justice League. Yep. John, John Stewart is the um. He's the emotional backbone of the the core too. You know what I mean? Like he's. He's the resonating conscience of the core, I would say, yeah. a lot of times. Like, he's the guy who...
0: He's honest and noble mm-hmm. and forthright. And just everything you want out of a hero, you get out of Jon Stewart. Yeah, and how you get out of Hal Jordan is, like, just flawed. Well, and I think that, that was
1: the reason that was so appealing about him at one point in time. And you got to think about the character and how he was designed. In the 60s, that was kind of more... Of the, like, they, they wanted the arrogant kind of guy who needed to be brought down. You know what I mean? And that's right. always been Hal's thing is that, you know, this character needs to see things from a different level because he's like run and shoot all the time. And he doesn't stop to think, what is this doing to everybody else? You know what I mean? Like right. he, he doesn't always have that. And I think that's interesting to read. Now I understand about that. Not making well, like
0: no character. Where, where I despise that Hal Jordan, I appreciate that. in Wally West. Right. Now, why is that? Because I I feel Barry's boring and stodgy. Now, y- you can see very similar qualities in Jon Stewart, but I appreciate them in a Green Lantern.
1: And it could have just been the time they developed where it fit more of when you grew up, too. You know what I mean? Does that yeah. make sense? Well, it, um,
0: maybe it's the fact that Green Lantern, he's a space cop. Yep. He shouldn't be you know, air getting flying by the seat of his pants. He he, he should be trained and and intelligent and and right you know, thoughtful and always you know a couple of steps ahead.
1: Well, and and that's the thing is I think the interesting thing that they've been able to do with Hal is like as much as as effective as he he's become like the Green Lantern core leader and everything now too. The the biggest thing that they've done pretty much made him he's he's Sinestro toned down. You know what I mean? Like he's Sinestro with more of a conscience. Okay. You, you know what I mean? Because Sinistro was the one who uh, was like the ultimate authoritarian, right? Like he was like, I was like, you know, peace will reign whether it's underneath my foot or whatever. By force, you know? yeah, exactly. Force. How, how how's toned down from that? So I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense then. Um, but I want to steal your son now since he's a big <laughs> fan. So
0: back to Apocalypse. Yeah. Okay. Um, but if you how know, how are they going to work in Apocalypse? Is it going to be I'm this future threat. I'm a continuing future threat.
1: Well, see, here's my thing that I'm thinking too, is that the whole point of this apocalypse movie is to set up the X-Force movie. With Campbell. Yep. As as I'm sitting here looking at that and like they're looking at, they're they're showing potential films for, you know, the, uh, for the X-Men franchise and everything. And, you know, there's still the the ongoing rumors about will Deadpool get his own movie and this yeah. that and the
0: other and we we should say that it, uh, for people who don't know Fox owns the X Men yeah it, it's it has it's not for- it's not a Marvel movie property yeah it's not Marvel Disney unfortunately and Fox only owns things that originated in the X Men mm-hmm. so they they can't borrow out of that so they're they're strip mining and Fantastic Four but I, yeah, I and, think
1: Fantastic Four has made its way back over though right no
0: no not yet okay. They are currently in, in like, pre, pre-production on a Fantastic Four movie.
1: Right, and I know that there's a potential of Spider-Man somehow ending up in the next Avengers movie, too. They've been talked, they've that been flirting that. with that idea for a while. It would
0: only make sense for Sony to license that character back for a big franchise like Avengers. I mean, they're going to get paid out the ass to have it done, too, right? It's, not, it's how much are they going to get paid and what are they going to get paid for. Okay, yeah, it, so. let's just look at the movie, and you're like, okay, you know, he makes up, what, one-sixth of the cast? Yeah. So you know, simple. Right? Oh, we'll just give you one sixth of the money.
1: But it's also like how but much money it's like, has that generated over the past
0: ten years, though? Well, and how much money are going to be made on Avenger sheets if they have Spider-Man on them? Right? Like, Crichton has Avenger sheets and a pillowcase. On the the pillowcase has uh, Iron Man, Captain America, and the Hulk. Mm-hmm. The sheets, the fitted and the loose sheet, only have Captain America and Iron Man. It's like, mm-hmm. well, what about all the other Avengers? You know, and clearly you had the rights to the Hulk, but he's not on the sheets. He's only on the pillow. But then like right next to it with the same art on it, we want like a, uh, an Avengers beach ball. And it's got everybody on it. It's like well, who picks and chooses? I don't and know. I, if Spider-Man was on the beach ball, but not on the sheets, then Sony doesn't get money off the sheets. They only get money off the beach ball.
1: Right. See, I don't. Sony owns the the licensing for the Spider-Man movie franchise, but like if like if they just make toys, does that count? Does the Sony get that money?
0: I think if they're based on the Sony version of Spider-Man, yes.
1: Okay, but like just
0: like if it's a, you know Amazing Spider-Man, the movie toys, right? But if they, it's the Ultimate Spider-Man toys,
1: then it goes to Marvel or Disney Marvel. and Marvel, right?
0: Right, but the weird thing is because Marvel still gets money off of what Sony does, just oh, not that's... much. That's just, that's, that, Marvel going bankrupt in the 90s has made things really confusing. About oh, that. It would have been almost better, and what a weird world would this be, but it would have been better if Sony had just bought Spider-Man outright. Yeah. If Marvel had quit making Spider-Man comics. Could you imagine?
1: Stan Lee would be rolling over, no, he's not dead, I'm sorry, Steve is rolling over his grave at that <laughs> point. He's right? not dead either. Steve Ditko's alive? Yeah. Oh. Jack Kirby's rolling over his grave, then.
0: Well, I think Stanley's rolling over Jack Kirby's grave. Probably. Just back and forth. <laughs> just, back and forth. <laughs> just giggling. tee hee um, I have two artificial hips. tee But do you, do you see what
1: I'm talking about with the, the apocalypse movie, where that, that's probably going to be a setup for the X-Force movie? Yeah, I don't want a two-hour trailer for I know, the movie. But Arr. maybe I'm wrong, but just looking at it, that's my feeling. Now, the Wolverine movie like, had, like, nothing to do with the the Days of Future Past stuff. It was literally the last, you know, it was that after-the-credit things. Like, that yeah. was the only thing that even... They,
0: they call those buttons. Is that what that's called? Yeah. Because you're... you're but I, I, don't, I don't understand it. You're, like, your button, you're buttoning it up. Okay, I got you. Last button and you're done.
1: So, yeah, so, I mean, I really want to see... Days of Futures Past, if it's something that leads to Apocalypse, that's fine. I just don't want, you're, you're right, like I don't want them to just be like, hey, this is how we're going to bring in X-Force, you know what I mean? And just have it like, so, just so X-Force can have their own movie and then, then fight Apocalypse or something you know, like, there's no sense in just like, masturbating everybody to the point where they're about to burst and then be like, hey wait a couple more years and well, we got what, this man.
0: What was Apocalypse's main drive? He just I mean, just, what what did he want out of all this? Did he want to rule over the mutants?
1: I think he just wanted to rule indefinitely, and he wanted the strongest mutants with him is what he wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, you, like you said, it's survival of the fittest. And if – because, I mean, that was the whole point of the Age of Apocalypse comic is that Apocalypse had all, like, supposedly the strongest mutants living with – or, you know, that were with him or fighting against him. And I, I think he probably appreciated those mutants just as much too. Because they're, they're strong willed and they despite everything that he had done, that they were still surviving too. You know.
0: Okay, that makes sense.
1: That was my that's my thought. Yeah. Age, Age of Apocalypse is, you know, pure nineties, whatever you want to call it. But I mean, the story itself it. is actually oh yeah, it's enjoyable. I just don't I I think people sometimes pleasure themselves
0: too much to Age of Apocalypse. You right. know what I mean? It was not the end all be all. No, no. Um. Now. Who who would you cast to be Apocalypse?
1: Well, I just think it was funny that you made that. What was it? the game of mutants?
0: Yeah,
1: poster because there was the the thing about uh what's his name being uh Apocalypse possibly, but he's Trask.
0: Yeah, which about I think is much – Yeah, oh, what is his name? Peter Dinklage? Thank you. Because yeah, the first rumor is like he's gonna be Apocalypse. And I'm like that's he's, gonna be ridiculous. He's three feet tall.
1: He's <laughs> three feet tall. That's right.
0: Um.
1: I don't. You can really cast kind of anybody. You know what I mean?
0: I I would like to see like somebody. Maybe these guys are too old for it now, but somebody like Clancy Brown or Ron Perlman. No, Ron Perlman. Well, a, like a just a big gruff.
1: Well, guy. and Ron Ron Perlman just because of his voice alone does has has such a good menacing voice.
0: Well, he's got a broad face too. Apocalypse yeah. has always been. Like monolithic looking. Yeah, no, he, I mean, he's he, almost he, like yeah. uh, the X Men's own personal dark side, mm-hmm. or Thanos, right? Yeah, maybe that's why he was designed
1: like that too. I mean, Thanos. But didn't we have this discussion in a previous podcast that Thanos was kind of des- designed off uh, after uh, Dark Side? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember what what year that was? What I'm sorry, that Thanos?
0: Yeah.
1: It was mid to late 70s. He was an Iron Man villain, I believe, if we're not mistaken. He was, he
0: was. Um, it's uh, apocalypse uh first appeared in 86
1: okay so more than likely yeah they they probably just wanted something i mean when you think about like really just calculating cold and not have to being overly brutal bad guys that just do dark side's like king of that you know what i mean like yeah. dark side you, dark side just stands there with it, with his arms folded behind his back right and just like giving that very chiseled look and you're like I'm going to die.
0: But I think Darkseid gets his knuckles bloodier more often than Thanos in apocalypse. Probably. Cuz when Darkseid does fight and he's vicious, uh it seems like Thanos like he fights and then he he vanishes or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Like oh it's over or or more likely with Thanos people run away from him. Yeah. It's like oh no, he's killed Adam Warlock again. How many times has he died now? It doesn't matter. Look, he'll, he'll make his way back somehow. Where apocalypse, it's always like you may have beaten me this time. He's like, ooh, you have just a
1: slightly better way of doing things right now.
0: When, with apocalypse, they always pull things out of their ass. Like, oh, well, you know, it was, it was the uh, once in every four hundred years he has to regenerate, and you, you, you know, you're fighting him during that time where he's at his weakest, right? Like, horse shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> something made specifically for that movie or
0: for that story well, that, you know, what was i remember after decimation it's like he came to round up all the surviving mutants mm-hmm. and like he was covered in bandages and everything and it's like oh his blood can heal us all but he's really weak right now so he can only pick the strongest you know <laughs> Come on! Why is there always some sort of convenient illness for Apocalypse?
1: Quit being a bitch, Apocalypse, yeah. and heal everybody.
0: So like, I could kick your ass if I was stronger and younger and tougher, and you were weak. And <laughs> it's like all these ifs. He's the king of the ifs. King of the ifs. So <laughs> Apocalypse, king of the ifs. So that's if
1: this movie actually happens. Is that where we're going with this? I thing? don't know. <laughs> uh,
0: Bryan Singer seems excited as long as they keep paying him. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> excited. Yeah.
0: So here, here's
1: uh. Here's something interesting. I'm looking at the um, the Rotten, Tato- Rotten Tomatoes reviews of the X-Men films. Yeah. Uh, X-Men 1 has an 82%. X-Men 2 has an 87 The Last Stand has a 52 uh Wolverine – or Origins Wolverine has a 38%. 1st mm. Class has an 87 The Wolverine uh, has a 68 which is lower but not as low as the – so you'll like it – whatever you – like how, whatever you found enjoyable, even about Wolverine's enjoyable, just uh, yeah. double, just double that, Bruce. That's pretty much what you're
0: getting out of it. <laughs> well, no, I will I will go back to uh, X Men: The Last Stand, we'll, and we'll just briefly, and then we'll move on to our next yeah. break. Uh, X Men: The Last Stand, not a good movie, but I went into it knowing that like uh, Matthew Vaughn had a nervous breakdown and quit, mm-hmm. and that some of the actors weren't happy with you know their time in the movie. They just did it to fulfill obligations, I went into it thinking, this is going to be a horrible movie. And I saw it, and it wasn't that bad. Right. I had such low expectations. Yeah, absolutely. The big thing that disappointed me is their use of multiple man. And the fact that, like, during, you know, Magneto moving the Golden Gate Bridge, like like six days pass because the sun keeps rising and sitting. You know, it's noon, and then it's midnight. And you're like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> it's like they, they couldn't afford lights for half of that scene. So all of a sudden, it's dark. Oh, I, that that I really bothered that. me.
1: Yeah. I ha- I have that movie. I'll probably have to watch it again. I haven't watched it since I was in the theater. Truthfully, I, 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 I tried
0: to get Crichton to to watch these things, and yeah. uh, like, uh, what was it? Something was on a couple of days ago. I'm like, hey, look, it's Wolverine, and he looked. And he's like, that's not Wolverine. I'm like, yeah, he's got it's the claws it's... and everything. And he's like, he doesn't have his mask. Yeah. I'm like, so he's not Wolverine because he doesn't wear his mask. He he's never going outfit. to wear that mask, buddy. I know he likes the sweet costume. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he's he's still used to like the superhero squad Wolverine or any sort of the animated Wolverines or even he recognizes in the comics. It's like if Wolverine doesn't have that ridiculous mask on, he's not Wolverine to Crichton. <laughs> and I but, I don't know how to fix that.
1: Um, it's probably just gonna three. You you're about is he three now? He's three now, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, you have yeah. a three. You have a three nature. There's a you have to understand that. Ethan's just now coming out of this point where he's accepting things to be changed from his perspective at this point in time because he's getting closer to four now. It – it it. your next six months are going to be fun. It, it's expensive. no
0: longer a black and white world.
1: No, it's not. It's his – what he likes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like it's it's not – yeah, because it used to be, well, this is daddy's too. No, it's mommy's. Like this is mommy's house. Yeah. Not, not daddy's house. And that's like, well, we all live here. Okay. Like he'll accept, <laughs> like begrudgingly accept it. When, when you learn to give up. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, it seems like it. Oh okay, yeah. Let's, let's go ahead and take another let's break. take
0: a quick break, and we'll we'll be right back.
1: And we are back, uh, and we're going to talk about um, something we talked about previously. And uh, no, no, it's not that we have a major hard on, uh, so to speak. For um, oh, I just completely—I wanted to say Hickman, and I'm like, that's the wrong writer. <laughs> Thank you, Bat. Which I, I'm pretty sure is a fake name. You think so? A fraction. Come on. And his name is Matt. It's almost like math fraction. You know what I mean? Like, I
0: hadn't had even gone down the math path.
1: Yep. There you go. Oh, math path. Math path. Busting rhymes, Bruce. Um, We both read uh issue three of the beloved sex criminals. Yep. Um, Still, it, you get more exposition about, um, wait, hold on. I think I just got confused. I was thinking of issue two now, um, I completely blanked, Bruce. What what happened in issue three? <laughs>
0: did you not read
1: issue? Three? No, I no, I really did read it, and I, I just remember um... it's
0: uh, kind of a direct continuation. I mean, they they do go back and uh, like they they go to come world together, and and go oh that's right, and oh god, god they, they do this great. sweet thing where they text each other, and um, there's some really nice design choices. The book is still. Oh, it's, sure, it's 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 more about how. Um...
1: They're still like uh, getting together, how they became a couple yep, and everything. Yep, That's right. Yep, yep. Um, I Where, just like that are. they finally started showing the cops more now too. Yeah,
0: only on one page, man. But
1: the fact that no, the fact that uh uh is it John? Is it is it, um what's the guy's name? We'll say John. John's fine. Uh, he gets smacked in the face with a glowing dildo. Yeah. <laughs> like it's brass knuckles or something, <laughs> which. I got to tell you what, Bruce, when I told people your idea about the, the, that, uh, it was, uh, that you, there's an idea of, uh, cops masturbating to the cusp and waiting for, you know, <laughs> a crime to happen. Yeah. Waiting for Janine from the Ghostbusters going, we got one thing. You know, they're like, Oh, there it is. Tell him this too. I told this to the guys at Superfly. They're, oh. like, they're like, I hadn't even thought about that. And I'm like, that's pretty funny. Right. And they're like. I don't know if I want to think about this anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the, so the uh, the orgasm cops—they're only on the one page. I just went through it again. Is it just
1: the very end? Yeah. Now the next issue looks like it's all about the orgasm cops well,
0: because this issue looked like it was going to be all about the orgasm cops.
1: But issue four has um, uh, the chick on the cover—the the the main cop. Yeah. She's she's on the cover, so I'm interested to see what happens with that.
0: I'd like to point out, not only does the guy get smacked with a dildo, but the guy wielding the dildo licks it afterwards because it's covered in blood. Yeah, it was really weird, wasn't it? Yeah. It's like Ron Jeremy's ugly brother is the one wielding the dildo. Yep.
1: You know, so the other thing that was interesting is that uh, the guy says that he had an intimate encounter with another guy. Yep. Which I thought was kind of interesting. And I'm like, Matt Fraction, what do you got going on in your pants right now, buddy? Not
0: the, I'm, not be... the fact there's like a four page song and dance number. That's not. Oh, what oh Jesus Christ. God,
1: that was so funny. Because they, they wanted, it, what was it? Uh, 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 Fat Bottom uh, Girls. Yeah, sure the rights. <laughs> oh, my God. Just Matt Fraction going off in, in that thing where he was talking about. <laughs> So, oh, this is the big finish right here. Like just talking about like everything that's going on. Like it's it's almost perfect to how this book's going so far too.
0: You know, like, it would have been. It's a beautiful book, but I. If if you go from cover to cover, what happened in this book? Tell me, tell me what happened in this book.
1: In issue three, yeah, um, you got more backstory, more, more. Like, I don't know. Too, just yep. more. <laughs> just just why they're a couple now like you know how it went from and it, it became kind of like an atypical romance kind of thing like oh we really like each other and we actually connect because we understand each other better than anybody else but, yeah, but i gotta work you, I, get, you, I get, i gotta go to work so you, was that
0: already there an issue too.
1: i know but it's like they felt the need to go further with it i think he just wanted to put some scenes in there that he couldn't fit into the other issue you know what i mean does that kind of... Say, I don't want to say it was filler, but it kind of was filler, you know.
0: I I would be okay with that if because you, okay, let's break this down like A and B, you know. Mm-hmm. The, the A is the A plot them getting together, or is the B plot them getting together? And the A plot is them doing sex crimes. I think the A plot. The book's off- called Sex Criminals, for God's sake! It's right. not called How uh, John and Kathy Got Together. Is it Susie or kid I don't fucking... These people, their names are relevant, because I'm I'm losing interest in the book. That's unfortunate. Because we loved the first two issues so much, Bruce. I, and the third issue was just... It was issue two with a slightly different cover. Was it
1: Marvel 2.1 Sex Criminals <laughs> issue? Sex Criminals. Matt Fraction's been writing for Marvel too many, too many times. He's just, he's like, uh, this is an excellent jumping on. point.
0: <laughs> excellent jumping on. point. Uh, did you read the Jonathan Hickman thing about excellent jumping on points?
1: Oh my God. I was just about to bring that up too. Cause that was, <laughs> right. he's like, there are
0: no excellent jumping on points.
1: <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm awful at it. I'm not going to lie. He's like, you know, they said this is supposed to be, you know, a great place to jump on. He's like, um, no, no, it's not
0: actually. <laughs> it's issue 24 of a yeah. 36 issue story. Yep. Oh, that that made me laugh. I'm like, and I, I can even yeah, be like, honestly, really, the best jumping on point is issue one. Yeah. Go back and buy that. You can find it digitally pretty cheap.
1: Well, yeah, and he brings up an excellent point, like with, uh, you know, trade, you know, with, his, you know, going for the trades and everything, like, it almost makes sense.
0: You yeah, know what I mean? If Marvel wants to use their little AR, their uh, adaptive reality thing, then have that be the jumping on point. Right. Scan the cover and we'll tell you what the fuck happened.
1: Yeah, exactly. And did you see that? So let's let's you know. I know we're trying to get off here real quick, but yeah. But I
0: want you to tell me why I should like this. I I I don't want to lose interest in that. So talk talk about Marvel now. I, I want to go back to this and see if I'm just being an old shit. About sex criminals? Or what are you talking about?
1: Yeah, about sex criminals. No, we can go ahead and go back there. We let's let's just go ahead and go back there. I don't I don't think. I think it was just a funny issue. Like I mean, I understand. Like you know, the point of. Uh, that you're saying, like, it didn't move anything any further except for the fact that, you know, the, the cops are finally busting them, uh, but they really haven't shown them stealing no pun anything. intended. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Super pun intended, I think.
0: <laughs> busting them. Um,
1: but they only show them doing the one, like, this is like their first criminal act,
0: right? Isn't I, I, that guess, I guess this did set up who they're robbing and why. Yeah, exactly.
1: That that there was that. We it got was that.
0: So that page is important.
1: Yeah. yeah but it, there's twenty pages of setup for those two like, you know, the last page and then the yeah. the, the page before that. You know, why I just is there, I feel
0: like the first two pages, we're fucking sprinting as fast as we can. Yeah. the First two pages. First two issues, we're just running down this goddamn long hallway. Mm-hmm. And the third issue comes along and we're like, whoa, whoa.
1: It's yeah, pretty, somebody...
0: that, that's that hallway was pretty sweet back there. Let's go look at it again.
1: Yeah, it's like, hey, let's go back down that hallway, take some acid, and listen to Dark Side of the Moon real
0: quick. no, we'll listen to Fat Bottom Girls. There you go. Well, you know what I mean. Like, it listen is. to the cover of Fat Bottom Girls. We'll listen to a commentary. Hey, About you, guys song. Have,
1: do you guys have King Crimson around here too? Like, what's going on? You know? <laughs> I love
0: King uh, Crimson. You uh, don't know who? You don't know who King Crimson?
1: I, said, is? I love King Crimson. Oh, so I, He's I did. A three, great guitar three. player. Three of a perfect pair. That's a or, what, no. Two of a two of a perfect pair. Three of a perfect three of a perfect pair. That's a good ass song. Anyways, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, in, I I just hope issue four really pushes the criminal aspect of it even more. Is this like, a
0: limited uh, series? Not to my knowledge. No, It just says three.
1: <clears throat> so what, what I'm thinking, if I had to be – to take a guess where this is going to go, unless they do – if they do a fourth issue of just expo- exposition about the, the masturbating cops, I don't, I don't know what I'll, if I'll pick up anything after that because I don't need four issues of exposition. Right. What I would like to see is maybe just a couple pages of exposition about like – that the, these like because I think the last thing is is like this is my world, isn't that what she says? Like, or this uh, uh, is this is my yeah, something and, like.
0: and my you're you're in my world now, and right? My world hurts,
1: yeah. And so I'd like brief explanation of why these people can get in there, and then I'd like to see, you know, maybe like oh, can't believe we just barely escaped that with our lives. We need to do this more often. You know what I mean? Well, now, they
0: they exit the world when they get uh, aroused again, right? Right, yeah. So you could trap somebody in cum world by neutering them, couldn't you? By preventing them from ever getting aroused again? Hmm.
1: You know what? I don't know, because they never really explain why the girl – Comes out of it again, you know. <laughs> I
0: thought she could like will herself out of it, like maybe that's it what off. it is,
1: yeah, because she's on top of him. She's like, yeah. This bullshit. And, and he so can, can
0: turn it off too, but right, he instantly zaps out of it if he gets hard again, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> conversations we have on this podcast sometimes, I'll tell you what, oh, kiddies, Gathered um, down. here the, the tale of sex criminals. So,
1: yeah, I, I mean. The fourth issue will be the
0: deciding factor for me. You, you know, know what the I mean? the dialogue's still snappy, the art is still beautiful. I just, oh yeah, I I felt like we took one me step did. forward and two steps back. It's very Paula Abdul. Yep, it's it's the most Paula Abdul comic I've read in a while. I don't even know how to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I think we should just say goodbye at this point. <laughs> no, no, we'll, we'll we'll take a break. We'll come back.
1: All righty, and we are back to say our. Hopefully long, no, I mean short, goodbye.
0: <laughs> long overdue.
1: Long overdue, that's right. Oh, um, I Episode do have a little 63, bit of an... putting it to
0: bed. Oh, Mike, we're going, going on sorry. Yeah, no,
1: I, I was going to say, because um, I said to everybody, I'd tell them uh, what we were having with our kid, and we're having a baby girl that's due April 15th, so. Nice,
0: congrats. You got names already?
1: Yep, we do. Uh, I haven't announced it yet or anything like that, so. Um, that'll, you know, sport. you know, next year that, that'll, that'll be available next year. So <laughs>
0: we
1: we haven't told my parents or, you know, her parents or anything yet. So we're going to save that for like a Christmas thing. That's cool. Yep. Yeah. So control. pretty excited. You got one of each at that point. Yep. You're done. You can stop. Yeah. I'm going to, uh, I'm scheduling my vasectomy for the six weeks lull after she's had, baby two so,
0: um, <laughs> i'll be you. It's, it's, it's not as uh as bad as everyone says okay
1: i just remember you saying yours were the size of
0: grapefruits or watermelons or something that i they them. they they were large and tight <laughs> because they were bursting with cum <laughs> i don't know but they were they were drowning in it oh that's what it was. i could i could hear them screaming at night did uh, this is. <laughs> this this is how had we had say t- goodbye. Apparently, by yeah, discussing. Have you had to
1: call. take your sample back in to make sure you're clear? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, good. Yeah, two <laughs> tests good.
0: and you're done. There you go, man. But I mean, there is that four percent chance that they'll heal themselves. Wow, that's that's amazing. Some guys' bodies just want to be put back together. They're like I, I want to be a man. Damn it. <laughs> um.
1: So the next time we come back, uh. uh one of the things I think maybe we'll tease a little bit. Uh, we want to talk about nowhere, men uh, yep. next time when we come back. So, um, and then maybe we'll talk about, uh, things th- like intriguing gift ideas, or maybe, maybe we'll try to get around to that or, you know, whatever it comes up. So, um, but, uh, for right now, um, uh, Michael T Adams the second on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and Tumblr and God knows what else. You know, have they made a new social media thing? I'm not doing Snapchat. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. That yeah, sounds delicious. It does. I play Candy Candy Crush now too. Oh Candy, can really? I, can I, can I, yeah, I know. God damn you. I hate. Oh, I hate myself for doing it. Like I started playing Liz's one day, and I and all of a sudden I'm like. Well, maybe I'll just play it for a little bit, and you know found myself a downtime, and I'm like,
0: hey, this is fun i I play up <laughs> thing they're called uh flow flow yeah well, a- F- F- F-L-O-W. o w okay it makes me think of uh like star trek next generation like games they would play
1: <clears throat> you should uh look into a game called the Tiny death star it's 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 funny, just trust me it's it's pretty funny <laughs> um but uh com, which yep. this is probably where you're listening to it from. Or, or
0: iTunes. People have been listening. We have uh, some new iTunes reviews. What? Which what is uh, good things.
1: What? Yeah. Is, it,
0: is it certain people that we know? <laughs> uh, one, one of the guys is a guy I work with. Cool. Who has listened in the past. I don't know if he continues to listen, but one of them is a person I know, and the other one could be some sort of Greek god. I don't know. Amazing. Cause his name is like nanut or something
1: what was the uh what was the um episode of star trek the original series where uh don't they go to a planet that's full of like the Greek gods or something like that?
0: I thought there were people who thought they were the Greek gods right
1: right right that's what i meant like they were but they were powered beings right
0: uh they were mortals they were they were other humans right and it was something about the planet that gave them these abilities hmm. and they were able to reverse it and give these abilities to like a little uh Midgety guy, mm. a dwarf. It's been forever since I watched it, so. Um, yeah, it's uh, Ran- Coon has given us uh, five stars, and then Scott Graham Simmons has given us five stars.
1: Oh, gotta love Scott.
0: So, uh, if you uh, the the third person to give us a review, um, I I will I will draw anything that'll fit on an eight and a half by eleven sheet for you. Ooh, hear that, Uh-oh. people. Give me the third review and then comment on bruceohews.com saying I am the third reviewer and give me like your email address or home address and I'll I'll fill an eight and a half by eleven with whatever you want. It's and, sexy and send it to you. It'll be the sexy. Something like I, that.
1: I still have a uh, a creeper picture from you, Bruce. Yeah. With Batman. I love that picture. And I and I made one of your I made your friends that.
0: Chris,
1: uh, was Chris it Chris? Lett. Chris Light, yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I want you to draw me a creeper. I'm like, oh, I just drew the creeper for someone. Because <laughs> I'm a jerk. One a day, buddy. It's a, it's not not just a woman's vitamin. It's my philosophy on life. There you go. <laughs> okay. So good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>